Taking responsibility. There is nothing greater than being a child of God. There is nothing greater than being born again. There is nothing greater than your name being in the book of life. Nothing greater. For the first 28 years of my life, I went to church. I started tithing when I was 11. Because in Nigerian military school, they paid us. At 17, I did my first 40 days Lent complete in my first year in the Defense Academy. But I was lost. Praise the Lord. Amen. And before my 28th birthday, in the year 2000, I asked God to help me. And he told me to read the Bible. In Kaduna here. And I read it from Genesis to Revelation. And God was patient with me from January to December 2000. And on the 18th of December, I knelt in my room after I saw 2 Corinthians 5.19 that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling all men to himself, no longer counting in faith and in Christ. Praise the Lord. And like Pastor Dupe told us this morning, we belong to God. What a powerful word. Can you say I belong to God? Give the Lord a shout. So, so with understanding, can you sing that stanza again? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Get us lost his grip on me. Every chain is broken. Can you sing it to Revelation? Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost his grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, our Father and Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your unimaginable sacrifice. Thank you for the price that you paid to pull us out of the pit, to set our feet on solid rock, to establish our goings, to put words of victory, words of triumph words of salvation in our mouths and as we declare it people fear and put their trust in you. Thank you Lord for such a privilege. Thank you Lord for mercy untold. Thank you for joy unspeakable. Thank you for unimaginable grace. Thank you for uncanny love. This love that is sacrificial. This love that is unconditional. This love that is extravagant. This love that is deliberate. 
Thank you, mighty God. Thank you for your great and wonderful people. Thank you for this great assembly. Thank you that the words I because the words I speak are spirit and life. Thank you, Lord, because the blind see, the deaf hear. Thank you, Lord, because the dumb speak, the lame walk. Coming out, diseases are terminated forever. The dead come back to life. And impossible things are made possible in our midst. Thank you because those who are challenged financially are made rich. Thank you, Lord, because eyes of the understanding are opened in the mighty name of Jesus. And at the end of today's service, everyone knows they are God, so they are strong and do exploits. Everyone is grounded in our covenant, this covenant of blood that speaks better things than vengeance and judgment. Thank you, Lord, because everyone knows who they are in Christ, the hope of our calling, what they have in Christ, the inheritance of the saints, and the power available to us, the same power that raised the dead, that quickens us to wholeness, that transforms our world. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. You are welcome to church. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. What a delight. You know, like um, I noticed two weeks ago. Can you imagine it? It had been a year we had been in church since last year, February, until two weeks ago. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And it's so good to be here. Praise the Lord. We've been so, 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 so blessed. And um, I want to thank our brother, our friend, one of our mentors, and resident pastor, Savannah Grace Chapel, Kaduna, Reverend Mosi, for this lovely opportunity. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Uh, and my wife reminded me this morning that we are not religious. Because if I start calling him Mosi now, some of you will want to vex with me, but he's my brother, praise the Lord. And he's the anointed also, praise the Lord. Amen. And his lovely wife, Pastor Dukwe. Mosubu. I've known Dukwe since my form 5 1988. She didn't know me, but I knew her. Praise the Lord. <laughs> because our father taught me mathematics. Praise the Lord. And I eventually went to get a degree in mathematics. Praise the Lord. Amen. And Phoebe made an A1 in mathematics. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it runs in the family. Amen. And then all we were thinking about was toasting Dukwell. She came to visit her father in school. <laughs> I was saying, who was this chick? You know, fine babe. But I'm I thank God that she's in the family. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I said I was I will say that on stage. <laughs> and look at how you will not know that uh, she has. <laughs> Uh, and and my my nephew should not be spoiling I show you when she goes out to. I know most of not have problems, praise the Lord. Amen. So happy new year. Praise the Lord. And of course, you know it's our year of the mighty supply. And the double. 
manifesting in 10 times more. Praise the Lord. So all things are yours. Everything was going very well. From three weeks ago when Reverend Moses said I should share, or even earlier than that, till two weeks ago, till yesterday. Praise the Lord. And I knew what I was going to share. Then we came in this morning, and Pastor Dupe just took us on another level. Starting with Mommy Tekas. Thank you, ma. Praise the Lord. And ah, I was in between. Because I felt I had enough time for this session, next session, to take us on taking responsibility. Then I now saw that church was generous with time. Because I was expecting like 40, 50 minutes, and I got one hour, 30 minutes. Praise the Lord. That means I can do this week's message and next week's message today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, we get plenty of messages in full ground. This year, God said I should remind the church to take responsibility. And, and that's what is uppermost in my heart. And um, in line with that is the slide on teamwork. Because Lade was asking me if I was going to teach with slides, so I'll do that next week. Praise the Lord. And then the confusion came because everything was tilting towards one of my clincher messages on victory in affliction. Praise the Lord. So I was in between whether I should share victory in affliction today or another time. But let's go with taking responsibility. Because my, when I asked my wife, my wife said, when I get to stage, I will know. But before I came on stage, I remember something Pastor Dupe said. She kept on repeating that Paul went back to the original plan. Praise the Lord. He was reminded about the things God had told him. Praise the Lord. So God had told me to tell you to take responsibility. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we'll stick with the plan. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Two weeks ago, you know, one of the things that Momilade said was we are God's elect. Don't forget it in a hurry. And she described what that meant using the parable of the oranges. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That you are selected. You are special. That, that uh, um, illustration didn't leave me. And Pastor Dupe told us two weeks ago that God wants your involvement. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. God wants your involvement. General Naaman was leprous. His generalship could not help him. The world has problems. Their strategies can't help them. Praise the Lord. And there's a solution in Christ. And that's why you should be excited that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Actually, if you back up a little bit, because that's Colossians 1.27. If you back up to Colossians 1.19, the Bible told us the import of Christ. It said it pleased God in all his fullness to dwell in Christ. Meaning that when you have Christ, you have all the fullness of God. I mean, that, that should stop you a bit. You have all the fullness of God's wisdom. You have the fullness of God's beauty. You have the fullness of God's creativity. You have the fullness of God's innovation. You have the fullness of God's wealth. You have the fullness of God's love. My God. God trusts you to carry his fullness from place to place. And that's why Pastor Dupe was reminding us this morning that worship is totality. 
It's not just on Sunday. It's from the time you wake up to the time you sleep. Being conscious of God and living for him. Praise the Lord. Amen. So General Naaman had to just agree with God's word. Take responsibility. Praise the Lord. Imagine that he didn't dip seven times. Such a simple instruction. He will have missed it. Praise the Lord. Thank God he didn't, so you wouldn't. Praise the Lord. You know, when I asked God that, what should I share? He said, anything you share will bless the people. And I, I, I was so awed that God could trust me that much. And God trusts you that much. Take responsibility. Can you say, I take responsibility? And Reverend Mosey, two weeks ago, you know, continued his message on our confessions, particularly your internal conversations. What are you saying inside? And that's why I was gravitating towards sharing victory in affliction because last year, towards the end of last year, we were greatly afflicted. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But God delivered us. Praise the Lord. And he brought us into his wealthy place. Hallelujah. And escalated our influence. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. But like I said, we will stick with the plan. Praise Jesus. And one of the things that Moses said, which I love, because we must eradicate selfishness and self-centeredness in our midst, which has, in quote, slowed the church down, praise the Lord, that our seeds speak. You know, and as I was sharing, I remembered something that happened to us in 2007. I'd been made air assistant to the officer commanding training command. And then later, after about a month, he was now transferred as Elsa commanding, tactical air command in Makodi. And he told us to follow him. So I went with my family and on the way uh, around Jerry, we left the road and had an accident. Praise the Lord. To our surprise, not a single scratch. Phoebe and Tessa were young then. I think Phoebe was like three years old and um, Tessa was like two or so. Not a scratch. You know, and as I came out of the car in wonder and in awe, we left, even though Jerry, but we left the entire express who were in the center. Praise the Lord. And as I came out of the car and I stood by the car, God said, I can't let you go because many are tied to you. Praise the Lord. Your seed speak. You'll be surprised when that seed will speak. Like he told Kenneth Higgin, it's those seeds that brought about that healing. Your seeds speak. Always sow your seeds. I'm not trying to raise an offering, but I'm just... <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, Reverend Mosi, some time ago, told us that we were pillars, my wife and I. Help me celebrate my wife. She's in church. The bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh. We are going to be 19 years married on the 1st of March. Praise the Lord. And we have an 18-year-old daughter. An adult. And two things in my mind, iPhone and car. God has helped us. She's an adult now. In the Nigerian states now, she can have driver's license. She can drive. Nothing do her. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, nothing do you. So, so, and we know what he's saying. Praise Jesus. 
Because um, a secret we've lived by is just A, B, C. Ask questions. Tell your neighbor, ask questions. And spiritually, that means prayer. Ask questions. B, believe the answers. Tell your neighbor, believe the answers. And that's simply walking in love. Because if you believe, you will act. Praise the Lord. And C is corporate. Which is partnership. And that's what we've lived by. Pray, love, and partner. Can we have 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11? Glory. Glory. Yes, I'm in Savannah. So I say again, 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11. Um, Living Bible is my default setting. Except otherwise stated or requested. But I think we'll be gravitating between living Bible and um, and message. So for some of you who have been waiting, now I'm quoting the scripture and we've started. Praise the Lord. So the end of the world is coming soon. This living, right? Okay, thank you. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest, thoughtful men of most important of all, continue to show deep for each other, for love makes up for many for Cheerfully share your home with those who need um, a meal or a place to stay for the night. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. Passing on to others, God's many kinds of blessings, yes? Are you called to preach? Then preach as though God himself was speaking through you. Are you called to help others? Do it with all the strengths and energy that God supplies so that God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Why is that? Because we've noticed that in the body of Christ, some people are just sitting down doing nothing. Not realizing that everybody is important. Some people feel their, their ownership mentality is to be tasking other people, is to be disturbing other people to help them. Meanwhile, you are helped of the Lord. Okay, the people that you are crying to to help them, to help you, who helped them? We belong to God. And, and that's why I particularly like what is happening in Savannah Grace Chapel, Kaduna, because we are raising giants here. We are, we are not raising sissies. You are a God upon the earth. And if you refuse to take responsibility, you remain a beggar forever. You remain in non-entity forever. And how, what a shame that will be to the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The kind of price that has been paid is unimaginable. It can't even be quantified. None of us can even describe it enough. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I ask a lot of questions. And that's why I was so blessed by that message because I ask a lot of questions internally. I am never satisfied with the status quo. If I see something in scripture, I want to have it. If I see something in scripture, I want it to manifest in my life. When I hear a testimony, I own it. Praise the Lord. Because nobody has two heads. And if God has done for one, he has done for all. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why I'm enjoying a phenomenal Christian life, a phenomenal marriage, a phenomenal career and ministry. 
Hold yourself. I'm bragging in myself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm bragging in my God. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's the one who saved me. Amen. He's the one who has helped us. Praise the Lord. And I brag in his help. Praise Jesus. And I'm telling you, my life is phenomenal. Amen. I'm going to be 50 on the 18th of March. My life is phenomenal. Some people still think I'm 20 something or 30 something. You are foul. Praise the Lord. So I ask questions. I've been to unbelieving nations like China, where over 90% don't believe in God. And Beijing was amazing. Abuja, I love my country, but Abuja was like a village compared compared to Beijing. Skyscrapers everywhere. The person I was staying with was staying on the 120th floor. And it took us five minutes to get there. I mean, there was water, there was light. Praise the Lord. Skyscrapers everywhere. And I'm wondering what's going on. These people don't believe in God. Ask questions. Praise Jesus. I've been to four Muslim nations. I've been to Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates. I've been to Jordan and Malaysia. Last year I was in Jordan and I asked the same question again. How could these people be so outstanding? And God always gives me four answers. Four. One, grace is available to all. Tell your neighbor, grace is available to all. Grace is available to all. One of the reasons I believe in the forgiveness of sins is that in the old covenant, you could not prosper outside of covenant. You could not. You could not prosper because then it was the strongest. So they fought to take property. Praise the Lord. So why are unbelievers prospering? Because Jesus paid the price for everybody. 1 John 2 verse 1 says, Tell my children that do not sin. But even if you sin, you have an advocate. And this advocate is not only for you. He paid the price for you and for the whole world. Praise the Lord. So grace is available to all. Can you say grace is available to all? Grace is available to Number two, they believe something. Because whether you like it or not, the just must live by faith. You must believe. If you don't believe something, you can never act. Never. The reason you are seated on this chair is that you believe it will hold you. If you didn't believe it will hold you, you will never sit on it. Praise the Lord. So they believe something. Number three, they are united. Oh, I think that's my number one prayer for the body of Christ. In John 17, Jesus was going to the cross and three things he prayed for us. That the glory will be revealed to us. Because this glory revealed to us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, will bring us into love unimaginable. And this love unimaginable will bring us into oneness, unity. Praise the Lord. So he prayed for you and I to be one. Praise Jesus. So they are united. And then number four, it says they take responsibility. (laughs) United Arab Emirates, the king woke up one day and was asking, why is it that during winter all my citizens travel to the U.S.? And they said, because they have snow. And he said, build them a snow city. And he built a snow city. (laughs) He took responsibility. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. If natural men with the residue of God in them are doing great and unimaginable things that have no heavenly value, then imagine you and I that have the fullness of God. Can you say I have the fullness of God? Genesis 17, from 1 to 14. Glory! Glory. It's not a koboko message now. Is it, is it a koboko? <laughs> it's a very, very simple. Praise the Lord. You know the way I talk now. Genesis 17, yes. From verse 1. Thank you, Lord. So when Abraham was 90 years, 99 years old, God appeared to him and told him, I'm the Almighty. Obey me and live as you should. Isn't this strange? How long had Abraham been working with God? Before now? How many years? When did God call Abraham? No. 75. So, like, 24 years, right? Isn't this a very strange instruction? Obey me and live as you should. Someone that had been working with God for 24 years. That's a strange... But that's not where I'm going to. I will prepare a contract between us, guaranteeing to make you into a mighty nation. Ah, after 24 years? Yes, because revelation is progressive. Yeah. Praise the Lord. In fact, you shall be the father of not only one nation, but a multitude of nations. Look at God's plan for you. The father of nations, mother of nations. Stop thinking small. The three world's largest religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Joshua 2 from 17 to 21. It says, but before they left, the men had said to her, we cannot be responsible for what happens to you unless this hope is hanging from this window and unless all your relatives, your father, mother, brothers, and anyone else are here inside the house. If they go out into the street, we assume no responsibility whatsoever. But we swear that no one inside this house will be killed or injured. However, if you betray us, then this oath will no longer bind us in any way. I accept your time, she replied, and she left the scarlet rope hanging from the window. God has no responsibility to you outside of you accepting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And the truth is that everyone on this earth, every human being are children of God. No confusion about it. Because all of us are the sheep of his pasture. All of us are created by God. But we are found, they are lost. Praise the Lord. And that's why we have a huge responsibility now that we are found to get them found too. It's not something we joke about. It's not something we are careless about. It's something we are deliberate about. It's something we are serious about. It's something that we take responsibility for. Can you say I take responsibility? But God can't do anything for you if you refuse to accept him as your helper. If you refuse to accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ has paid for you, there's nothing he can do. About 8 billion people on the earth. And probably about 3 billion plus saved. My God. We have work to do. Tell your neighbor, we have work to do. 
I'm not coming to tell you how to get money. You're already rich. I'm not coming to tell you how to get uh, healed. You are healed. You are the balm of Gilead. You carry the fullness of God. This Christ in you disintegrates every symptom. If only you'll be conscious of it. If only you will believe what Reverend Moses, Pastor Dukwe, Pastor Jemima, Pastor Jessica, and all the pastors are saying, and everyone who leads us. That's all. Hear and believe. But I'm telling you, beyond a shadow of doubt, that you're a God man, you're a God woman upon the earth. Praise the Lord. Luke 12, 35. You need to take responsibility. Praise Jesus. I'm tired of us complaining. Unbelievers did this. Unbelievers didn't do this. Mm-mm. Take responsibility. Joshua told the son to stand still so that he could destroy his enemies. I mean, I, I still think about that thing. One man. In an old covenant. He said, be prepared, all dressed and ready for your Lord's return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in. The moment he arrives and knocks. Continue. There will be great joy for those who are ready and waiting for his return. He himself will sit there and put in a waiter's uniform and serve them as a sit and eat. Yes. He may come at nine o'clock at night or even at midnight. But whenever he comes, there will be joy for his servants who are ready. Yes. Everyone would be ready for him if they knew the exact hour of his return, just as they would be ready for a thief if they knew when he was coming. So be ready all the time. For I, the measure, will come when this episode. Can you say I'm ready? I'm ready. So I'm not trying to tell you how to make heaven. You're already a citizen of heaven. This is a well-taught church. You are an ambassador on this earth. Praise the Lord. You have legal rights. Praise the Lord. To call forth money, to call forth houses, to call forth estates, to enjoy state provisions. Not legal rights. You are an ambassador. Praise the Lord. You have immunity. The worst, the worst that can happen, even when you misbehave, is to go early to heaven. That's the worst that can happen. You're you supposed, you supposed to be driving 120, you drive 160 and jam a tree. You just go early, that's all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can you say I'm an ambassador? Can you say I have immunity? You have immunity. Praise the Lord. There's nothing, the Bible says in two, you, you see, we just must believe God for what he says. He says that he has given us all that pertains to life and godliness according to what? Knowledge, according to knowledge, so you need to know. Praise the Lord. Then he now says that, and you have escaped every corruption upon the earth by simply doing what? Partake in the divine nature, holding on to the things that you have been taught. God's promises, God's word. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can you have escaped every corruption? That's why we can't have COVID. And even if you have COVID, you burn it out. Yeah. No, that's the truth. We've escaped every corruption, praise the Lord. So Peter asked, Lord, are you talking just to us or to everyone? And the Lord replied, I'm talking to any. Did you see that? Yes, sir. Because we're talking of responsibility now. I'm talking to any faithful, sensible woman. You got to know Vera is reading man there. (laughs) Whose master gives him the responsibility of feeding the other servants. If his master returns and finds that he has done a good job, what will happen? You know, Reverend Moses is going to help talk to my 
voice on the reward of the righteous. Yes, uh, my office assistant is here, Rhoda. I wait for them. Praise the Lord. And my driver, Asagba. Praise the Lord. And I can see ego staring at me. As if you are seeing God. His master will put him in charge of all he owns. Next. But if the man begins to think, my Lord won't be back for a long time, begins to whip the men and women he's supposed to protect and to spend his time in drinking parties and in drunkenness, yes? Well, his master will return without notice and remove him from his position of trust and assign him to the place of the unfaithful. He will be severely punished for though he knew his duty, he refused to do it. And yesterday I was talking to my instructors about duty. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we take responsibility. Three basic areas you must take responsibility for. One, being a child of God. Very simple, right? Take, a, take responsibility. You are a child of God. Can you say I'm a child of God? I'm a child of God. I love it that, especially from last year, Reverend started, um, Arame Ada started reminding us that before you are a leader, you are a Christian. You are a child of God. Can you say I'm a child of God? John 1, 11 and 12. I can quote these things often, but I just want you to see it in God's word. There's a power in your eyes making contact. Praise the Lord. Even in his own land and among his own people, the Jews, he was not accepted. How pathetic is this? I've been to um, Israel three times, Jerusalem three times, and it just amazes me that they know all the history, but they refuse to accept that Jesus is Lord and Savior, that Jesus is the Messiah. And, and those are part of the reasons... I want us to have money. Because I see the power of money. The soldiers had a spectacular encounter. They saw the angel. They saw the stone move. Yet they gave them money and they lied. My God. And that's why I'm happy how God just shows us mercy. Because I went into a bookstore one time in uniform and the Attendant was just looking at me, and I enjoyed myself. Went from Christian bookshop, went from place to place, kind of Hagen stand, all those stands. It was in Abuja. And then when I came to meet her, I said, is it only you that wants to go to heaven? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so I'm glad that the first Gentile family that God saved were soldiers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, Abby? Yes. Uh-huh. Because you people have told us that general forgetting you can't go to heaven. <laughs> Mommy Joe will have told us something funny. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But thank God for scriptures. <laughs> thank God. Thank God for God's wisdom. The first gentile family, before you people came to Christ, soldiers came to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so even in his own land and among his own people, the Jews, he was not accepted. Only a few will welcome and receive him. But to all, can you say to all? To all. Who received him. He gave them the rights to become children of God. All they needed to do was trust and obey. Can you say trust and obey? Ezekiel 36. <laughs> Ezekiel 36, 23. Glory. Glory. In John 3, 3, Nicodemus was talking plenty of stories and Jesus caught the chase. He said, be born again. It is the greatest transformation upon this earth for you to be born again. 
please, if you are playing church, receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Stop wasting time. My colleagues in the military know you can know how to march more than everybody in uniform. You can know how to do parade, uh, command parade more than anybody in uniform. Maybe even know how to fire. And I'm even wondering how you even got the gun in the first place. But you may know how to fire more than every soldier. As long as you don't have a service number, you are not a soldier. I was in church for 28 years. If I died in between, and Satan tried to kill me many times, if I died in between, straight to hell. Praise the Lord. So please don't play church. Amen. Receive Jesus Christ as Savior. Can you say, I believe in my heart, I in my heart. That, Jesus died for my sins. that Jesus died for my sins, and I confess with my mouth, with my mouth. That, Jesus that Jesus is my Savior, is my Savior. and is my Lord. So you are born again. We have, we, have, we have sorted that out. So at your own time, go and meet Reverend Mosi, meet Pastor Dukwe and say, oh, I received Jesus when uh, Pastor Bobby was preaching and I want to be taught. That's what I did. I received Jesus in my room. I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in my room. I received purpose for living to pull people out of the pit. Unbelievers from the pit of sin, which is unbelief in Jesus. John 16 verse 9. That was the first time I saw it. That unbelief in Jesus was the sin. Not the smoking and drinking and those were just offshoots of unbelief. Praise the Lord. And then to pull believers out of the pit of self-effort and works, which is a denial of grace. Ephesians 2.8. It says, by grace we've been saved so that nobody can boast. Tell your neighbor, nobody can boast. <laughs> now Jesus save us. So I will honor my great name that you defiled, and the people of the world shall know I'm the Lord. I will be honored before their eyes by delivering you from exile among them. For I will bring you back home again to the land of Israel. Who is doing it? Thank you. Then it will be as though I sprinkled clean water in, on you, for you will be clean. Can you say I'm clean? Amen. Your filthiness will be washed away. Your idol worship gone. It's done. I will give you a new heart. Can you say I have a new heart? I have a new heart. That's why in Savannah we can boldly tell you to follow your heart. Can you say I can follow my heart? like I'm doing right now. I will give you new and right desires and put a new spirit within you. I will take out your stony hearts of sin and give you new hearts of love. Who is doing it? God. I will put my spirit within you so that you will obey my laws. Can you see the benefit of the fullness of God and do whatever I command? So we, we don't have an obedience problem. I'm a child of obedience. Why is it that uh, um, the, the, the sin... In, in Genesis 3 was so pathetic because Adam willfully disobeyed. But we are children of obedience. Can you say I'm a child of obedience? I obey God. I worship God. I live for God. I am conscious of God. It is not longer I that lives, but Christ Jesus that lives in me. I live for the one who died for me. And you shall live in Israel, the land which I gave your fathers long ago, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. I will cleanse away all your sins. Who is doing it? You can't, you, you can't cleanse your sins. So why we have problems with unbelievers? They just don't know. And our job is to make them know. Praise the Lord. I will abolish crop failures and famine, benefits, prosperity. I will give you huge harvest from your fruit trees and fields, and never again. Can you say never again? Never again. Will the surrounding nations be able to scoff at your land for its famines? Never again. Can you say my broke days are over forever? Six days, sick days are over forever. Failure days are over forever. It's over. Tell your neighbor it's over. 
And as men who are born of God, they've overcome the world. So you have overcome. Can you say I've overcome? Right now you are God's light. Can you say I'm God's light? Right now you are God's sword. Can you say I'm God's sword? You have overcome. Uh-uh. Stop giving Reverend Mose headache if you are. His job, his job, like me, a military general, is to wind my troops and send them to battle. No, I'm serious. Uh, it's too late for me to be going to battle now. I'm not going to be about those generals that they killed in battle. To it's time for harvest now. <laughs> We've paid our own dues. Let the younger ones go. Praise the Lord. Jesus has paid his dues. It's for us to go now. Praise the Lord. Do you want Jesus to come back again to come and be preaching to people when you day? Uh, we're not going to fall in hand. I'm telling you, when I get to heaven, God will clap for me and say, oh boy, you try. You are supposed to do one billion. You did two billion. Praise the Lord. Look at those correct servants now. Even if they did seven out of five, they were okay. The man now double, double. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Can you say I take responsibility? I take responsibility for my own life. I will study. I will read the Bible. I will meditate scriptures. I will confess God's word. I will take church seriously. I will take fellowship seriously. I will always be involved. Um, I'm the commandant of our military training center in the Air Force. It's the equivalent of um, depot where we train the new people coming to the military um, at the order rank stage and at the officer stage. That's those that didn't pass through the Defense Academy. Praise the Lord. And it's a busy schedule. I mean, from Monday to Sunday, there's an activity. Yesterday, we were in the office. Today, we're having a, a parade later in the evening. So Monday to Sunday, we're working, praise the Lord, day and night. Because we must turn out these people to be effective um, ambassadors of the armed forces, effective war fighters. Because they came in a generation where we are fighting. My generation has always been fighting. And that's why we are better generals. Because before us, all that our senior saw was a civil war. But from as lieutenants, we were involved in Sierra Leone, Liberia, Bakasi, internal security operations. So we've been fighting. I've lost cosmates. I've lost juniors. Praise the Lord. So they're coming in at a very tough time. So they must be trained hard. Praise Jesus. Um, last week, we had the sports week from Monday to Sunday. And we had everything. Badminton, table tennis, football. 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, 800 meters, 1,500, 5,000. I mean, we're talking of almost 1,500 people competing. Okay, eventually about 300 competed. Praise the Lord. Then I was the Air Force rep in an exercise in Jaji that started from Tuesday to Friday. In fact, Friday um, night, no, Thursday night, I got to Jaji about 9, and then we were up till 5 Friday morning. And then I had to sleep about three hours and go to work. Padre hour is by 12 to 1. And then the, all the activities for Friday because the closing ceremony was Friday. And on Saturday, we had to do a debrief because for every exercise, you must do a briefing and then a debriefing. 
And so we had to do a debriefing yesterday from 10 to 12. Then from there, banks will come and talk to the recruits from 12 to only God knows when. Then from 4 o'clock, they had to do a fire drill. And I joined the prayer department two weeks ago. And our wonderful leader had given us an assignment. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A 410-page book. And I had not read one page. By the time I came back from the debrief yesterday after 12, I thought I saw 12 p.m. So I just chatted on the group that our boss time, forgive me, because I would made up my mind I must do that assignment. And to do that assignment, I must read from chapters 1 to 10. Because they were already in chapter 6 to 10. Praise the Lord. As I read him, by three, I was gassed out because I had not slept very well all week. So I just said, let me sleep a bit. So I had gotten chapter three, and I knew I had not gotten close to answering the questions. But do you know the interesting thing? When I picked the questions initially, I could answer it by the Spirit. But I needed to read because that's part of the requirements for answering the questions. So I woke up, or they woke me around seven with problems. I had to solve those problems, seven, eight, nine. Then somebody had to call me, and I kept on reading. You know, I read chapter 3 to 10 before 11.30. Yes, and I've been doing it. And then I typed my answers in less than 15 minutes because I handed it over to her by 11.43. Why did I do that? One, to assure her that she was leader. I'm not doing pastor in prayer department. I'm a member of prayer department. Secondly, to encourage you that nothing is impossible. And for those of you who have been following your leader's hands, better take responsibility. Take responsibility. I'm not going to go and be doing a general with Minister Vera. I'm not going to be making excuses. I hate excuses. My, my staff know, don't come near me making excuses for failure. And so, if I cannot tolerate excuses for my subordinates, I'm not going to make excuses. I even thought I'd bust the time. So when she said, no, it's 12 a.m., ah, okay. <laughs> Many times I don't have to give up, but I say, grace is available, man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And see, now I have a testimony. Yes. Praise Jesus. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. We should flog every other person. <laughs> Amen. So take responsibility. Can you say I take responsibility? You see, this is our mindset. That one, nothing is impossible. If we've been asked to do something, we can do it. Because God will never ask you to do a thing that you are not wired to do. He said he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. And even... If you are tempted, what will happen? It will make a way of escape. And he made a way of escape for me yesterday. Praise the Lord. Can you say I'm a child of God? Number two, take responsibility for enforcing God's will around you. Luke 11. Luke 11, 1 and 2. Take responsibility. It says, Our Father who art in heaven, our Lord be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. Whose will? It is our responsibility to enforce that will. Um, go to Matthew 12. Is it Matthew 12 from 25? Glory. Glory. Yes, Matthew 12 from 25. Message translation. 
Message. Let me show you something quickly. 1225. Message translation. You must enforce God's will. Take responsibility. And you cannot enforce God's will without being grounded as a child of God. It says, uh, John 15 verse 7 says, Abide in me, born again experience. Let my words abide in you. Then anything you ask will be granted. So you must be grounded as a child of God for you to be able to enforce God's will. And it is your responsibility to enforce God's will. Matthew 12. 25. Message. Can you say I enforce God's will? Can you say I take responsibility? <clears throat> okay, let me use. Is it up? Okay. So Jesus confronted their slander. A judge who gives opposite verdicts on the same person, casting himself out, a family that is in a constant scramble disintegrates. If Satan banishing Satan, is there any Satan left? If you are slinging devil more than me, <laughs> call it be a devil kicking out devils. Doesn't the same mud stick to your own exorcist? But if it's by the power of God that I'm sending the evil spirits back in there, God's kingdom is here for sure. How in the world do you think it's possible in broad daylight to enter the house of an awake, able-bodied man and walk off with his possessions unless you time up first? Time up, though, and you can clean him out, yes? This is what? Whoa. This is what? Whoa. This is what? Whoa. And there is no neutral ground. Hallelujah. If you are not on my side, you are the enemy. If you are not helping, you are making things worse. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're at war. And it's the war of the souls of men. You're not fighting any war. Jesus has fought and won. You're only enforcing his victory. Praise the Lord. And that's what we see in Genesis, um, Revelation 12, 11. It says, we have overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. If English said, we keep saying what God has done for us. So we are kingdom enforcers. Can you say I'm a kingdom enforcer? Isaiah 62. In Luke 18 verse 1, it says, Men always ought to pray and not to faint. Another version says, never to give up. Another one says, so that they will not suffer injustice. And if you look at the story in Luke 18, you know, she was asking for justice for herself. In Matthew 15, from 22 to 28, talking about the Canaan woman, she was asking for justice for her daughter. So we must enforce God's will around us. Are we in, um, where are we now? Isaiah 62, from 1 to 7. Glory. Glory. I know you're enjoying yourself now. I know your spirit has come alive. Praise the Lord. Because I love Zion, or because I love Savannah, because I love Nigeria, because I love the military, because my heart yearns for Kaduna, I will not cease to pray for her, to cry out to God on her behalf until she shines forth in her righteousness and his glory in his salvation. Take responsibility. Can you say I take responsibility? The nations shall see your righteousness. Kings shall be blinded by your glory. And God will confound you a new name. He will hold you aloft in his hands for all to see. A splendid crown for the king of kings. Never again shall you be called the God-forsaken land or the land that God forgot. Your new name will be the land of God's delight and the bride. For the Lord delights in you and I will claim you and we claim you as his own. Your children will care for you. I like the amen so, so really. Your children will care for you, oh, Savannah. Amen. With joy like that of a young man who marries a virgin. And God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom with his bride. See, see six to seven. 
Oh, Savannah, I have set intercessors on your walls who shall cry to God all day and all night for the fulfillment of his promises. Take no rest, all you will pray, and give God no rest until he establishes Savannah and makes her respected and admired throughout the earth. Give yourself no rest for Nigeria. Give yourself no rest for Kaduna State. Praise the Lord. It's us. It's our responsibility. Praise the Lord. We, we, we saw the two spies. All they told, um, what's her name? The prostitute. Rahab. Rahab. They just put the scarlet thread, a mark of the covenant. And it was their responsibility to get us saved. It was the responsibility of God to get them saved. God has saved them. It's our responsibility to tell them by all means possible. Can you say I take responsibility? I take responsibility. 2 Corinthians 13, 7 to 8. Glory. Glory. We must take responsibility. Beloved, I take responsibility. I entered a trade and we turned it around. We took responsibility. We became, I mean, an enigma. By the time I joined the regiment, which is the ground combat elements, the first protection elements of the Air Force, I joined it in 2004. We were less than 300. Everybody was running away from the regiment because it looked like a dead trade. By 2010, when I got to the headquarters, it was over 1,000, about 1,000. Imagine between 2004 and 2010, six years to generate 700 people. And I started praying from January to December 2010. And by December 2010, God said that I'm making the regiment the cornerstone of all Air Force operations and Armed Forces operations. Air Force will have even been a big thing. Then when he now added Armed Forces operations, and by 2012, the Nigerian Air Force Regiment on CNN were the first to drop in Niamey Airport when we went to go and solve the problem in Chad. Praise the Lord. By 2017, I became the director of regiment. By this time, we were about 2,000. And in two and a half years, it grew to 4,500 because everybody was joining the regiment. Praise the Lord. Right now, the regiment is 5,200, about one quarter of the Air Force. Officers alone are 170 plus, and I'm the most senior regiment officer. Praise the Lord. I've been the most senior regiment officer since 2018, almost four years. I was ahead of my time. Praise the Lord. Amen. You are more than enough to turn around any system. But you can't be looking at Kobo Kobo. You can't be focusing on things that are not important. I mean, you've heard me say it before. Two things that changed my life. Two things. Two things. One, I saw this slave girl. Slave girl. Point a general to solution. I realized that turning around things has nothing to do with status. It just has to do with understanding. Knowing who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, what you can do by Christ. Slave girl. She was a slave. Now, what kind of clout did this slave girl have to point Naaman to solution? Because Naaman will have said, where was your God? This same God you're pointing me to when we conquered your nation and made you a slave. But do you know why the world doesn't behave like that? Because the world loves solution. They don't care where they get solution from. Praise the Lord. And you are the solution. So you, you, you can't be intimidated by your status. Your status means nothing. 
You bear the name of Christ. That's what's important. Praise the Lord. Can you say, I belong to God? He said, that would be my chant for a long time. I belong to God. He, he, he did me something. Can you say, I belong to God? I belong to God. You belong to God. Everybody should, be, should want to be your friend. If you just snap a picture with Atiku now, like Nena snapped, everybody will be relating with her. And yet, God Almighty is your friend. Can you say, I belong to God? Take responsibility. You belong to God. Can you say I belong to God? I belong to God. Are we reading something? Yes, 2 Corinthians 13, right? What are the script, uh, verses I quoted? Seven. Seven and eight. Thank you. So I pray that you will live good lives. Not because, not because that will be a feather in our caps, proving that what we teach is right. No, for we want you to do right, even if we ourselves are despised. Look, look at the next verse. Our responsibility is to encourage the right at all times. I thank God that Reverend Arum and others have been telling us about enforcing the culture of grace wherever we are. Praise the Lord. I, I got to my, in my former unit in Badagri, um, nothing was working. There was no light. Out of eight months, there was no light for six months. So we started praying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. On Friday, God said that um, there was going to be turnaround. There was going to be suppression of waters. They used to have problem with flooding. There was going to be light and so many other things he said. Saturday morning, I met Rev in Lagos for Miracle and Healing Convention, and he declared supernatural turnaround. They brought light that Saturday, and there has been light ever since. In four months, we got over 70 something people saved, 50 people in, in um, prisons, and 20 of my personnel. By the time I was leaving, they were calling me light. You can turn around anything. We, we became the standard for all tactical air command units. Praise the Lord. Because I was just gingering things. We don't sit on the status quo and we get people saved. I got to my new unit on the 10th of January. Praise the Lord. In Cardinal year. And in the first Sunday that we ministered, over 300 received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And, uh, and got baptized in the Holy Ghost. So we came to church. That was, we came to church last week, uh, two weeks ago. What date was that? First, today is 20th. That was 6th, right? Uh, so it was the week before. That 6th, they said Muslims and Catholics, because Catholics meet separately, Protestants meet separately. I worship with the Protestants. They said Catholics and Muslims came to church to come and hear their command. Can you say, enforce God's will? And we're privileged to have uh, um, Reverend Mosi because um, combined Christians among the recruits is about a thousand, 170 uh, um, um, Catholics, and then 750 something Protestants. I mean, when you are there, the atmosphere is electrifying. They chatted me today that, where am I? That they want me to come. I said, no, 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 I do. We can hold yourself to the 6th of March. Praise the Lord. Can you say, I enforce God's will? You have a responsibility too. Number three, take responsibility for preaching the gospel. Amen. That's where I want to round up it. So three things we've been talking about. You know, um, the first is take responsibility for your own life. It's your responsibility. It's not Moses' responsibility for you to grow. Yeah. 
You know, Christians make it seem like as if it's, it's the pastors who are going to make them grow. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved. A workman who is not ashamed, who can rightly divide the word of truth. Who should study? It's me. The anointed is an advantage. It's you. Joshua 1 8 says, Let this word not depart from no. Pastor Dukbe's mouth. No. From my mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Do everything to put it to practice. And you will make your way prosperous. You know, and, and I think maybe it's the anointed that caused it. Because we made it seem like as if without us, you are dead. You are dead without us. No, you, how, how did I want to say that thing? <laughs> Let me tell you, Jesus is all you need. Yes, sir. The anointed is an advantage. Yes, sir. We are complete in Christ. Yeah. Oh, Reverend Moses is an advantage to me. Pastor Dupa is an advantage to me. You are an advantage to me. But without them, I will fulfill God's purpose. Uh, let's stop making it look like as if people can't fulfill God's purpose outside of us. Okay, so when we die, Kenneth Hagin was our G. He has gone, I'm even surprised he has gone over 13 years. We are still reading his books. But he's gone. Uh, and which will we go? I'll tell you the men of God in great days. I said, let me tell you, effectively, operationally, all of us are entering our 50s. We have operationally 20 years to go. If we don't start raising the next generation, we'll be in trouble. How can we lose the whole of Turkey that was a Christian nation? I hope you know that the seven churches in Revelation is the country of Turkey. And we, it has become a Muslim nation. Habba. Tell your neighbor, take responsibility. We must take responsibility for preaching the gospel. No, we must. There is no... No option. I've realized that your greatest call is to be a witness for Christ. That's why Acts 1 8 says, When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, the, the, um, the power will overshadow you. And uh, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you receive power to be my witnesses. And the job of a witness is simple. Number one, you have to be at the scene of the crime, isn't it? Yes. And then you simply say what you saw. You're not trying to prove God. You're not trying to prove that you're a man or woman of God. <laughs> you just declare what you know. Don't say what you saw. Jesus died. My sins are forgiven. Jesus rose. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Finish. Is that complex? No, it's not. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can you say I'm an effective witness for Christ? Romans 15 verse 19. And why I love this, this verse in particular is that it shows us the three areas that we need to witness, how, how we need to witness. Romans 15, 19. So, yes, I've won them by my message. How? I've won them by my message. By how? No, I've won them by my message. How is that? By my speaking. Telling them. Then, and by the good way I have lived before them, by my life, praise the Lord. The Bible enjoys us in 1 Timothy 4.12. It says, be an example in what? In speech, in life conduct, in love, in faith and in purity, by my life. 
and by the miracles done through me. That's why for us, Christianity is banza if it's not supernatural. No, it's useless. What's use? Acts 10, 38, it says, Jesus was anointed with Holy Ghost and with power and went about doing good and delivering those who are oppressed of the devil. So, by our message, the words we speak, by the good way we live before them, our love, our faith, our whatever, and then miracles we do. Praise the Lord. And that's why we come to church to learn, to understand. You know, the, the beauty about a preacher, no matter the time they give you, can you imagine just 14 minutes remaining? Acts 16, 30, 31. So take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for your growth. Take responsibility. And, and there are four levels of knowledge. Yes, let me not forget that. I always forget that. Four levels of knowledge now that I've remembered. The basic knowledge. Unbelievers have it. Then there is revelation knowledge. That's what brought you to Christ. Praise the Lord. Then there is realization knowledge. When you come to terms that you are Christ. Can you imagine after how many years? That's when David realized he was king. It is time that you realize that you are a child of God. It's time that you realize that you are the healed of the Lord. You are rich. You have overcome. And that's where we're getting you to because you're already born again. So we're bringing you to the realization of Christos, that you are Christ. Praise the Lord. Then the last level is responsibility knowledge. When you start stepping out to do the things of Christ. And I'm surprised that I don't like using many, so I'll use some. That some have still not come to realization and responsibility knowledge. And that's what you need. Because how can you be in an office full of unbelievers and after one year they're still unsaved and you are there? People should want what you have. Two things happen around me. Either they're uncomfortable with me or they submit to my God. There is no in-between. Praise the Lord. There is no neutral ground. It's either you submit to my God or you are uncomfortable with me. Praise the Lord. And if you are uncomfortable with me, it's to your own debt. Yeah, that's what the Bible says in Isaiah 60, that if they don't submit to us, they die. If they don't accept Jesus, they die. There is no story in the matter. And we will want them to live. Because it's Satan that kills we will give life and life abundantly. Praise the Lord. So tell your neighbor, preach the gospel. He said, he brought them out and begged them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He said, they replied, believe on the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your entire household. Who is your household? After I read about John Knox, I made Nigeria my household. Now when I read about Billy Graham, that read two billion people, I made the world my household. Actually, the black race. Praise the Lord. Because if you believe, you and your household can be saved. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Be like the Hebrew boys. Can you imagine the past two challenges in Daniel 3, past two challenges in Daniel 6, but the end result is that everyone submitted to their God. So challenges are not an issue. They're a stepping stone for you. It proves your God. Praise the Lord. Because you have God. Can you say I have God? Can you say, I belong to God? God. Amen. And I'm sure I'll get to that testimony about victory and affliction. Romans 1, 16 to 17 says that um, the gospel is the answer. 
I'm not ashamed of this gospel because it's the power unto salvation. Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them the things I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you to the ends of the earth. Mark 15, 15 to 16, or 15 to 20, says that go and preach to all nations. Those who believe will be saved. Those who do not believe will be condemned. And it says this sign will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons. They will speak in other tongues. They will drink poisonous things. It won't harm them. They will pick up snakes and scorpions. It won't harm them. And the Bible says Jesus was taken up into heaven. And the Bible says that these disciples went about preaching and Jesus confirmed with signs and wonders. Praise the Lord. Meaning that there cannot be confirmation without us going. Can you say, I go forth? forth. 2 Corinthians 5 19, my favorite scripture, my salvation scripture, that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling all men to himself, no longer counting sins against us. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That we should plead with people, we should beg people to please accept it, accept that God has made peace with them. Why? 21. God was in, uh, uh, God made Jesus to become sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. The price has been paid. Can you say the price has been paid? The price has been paid. So what are the components of soul winning or being an effective witness for Jesus as I round up? I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll quote all the scriptures, but I'll read them. There are five of them. And the first is, you must know the mandate or the mission. There's just one mission, and our mission is to save souls. All of us are in the ministry of reconciliation with different flavors, with different creativities. For instance, I am in the I'm a soldier. One of the things I used to do as a commander in Badagri, for those who buy job, I'll say receive Jesus or go to Gadroom. A hundred percent receive Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So use your influence. <laughs> use your influence. But there's just one mission. It's to get people saved. Can you say my mission? My mission. It's to get people saved. Number two is understand that you are a messenger. And a messenger just does the work of, his, of the, the master. You know, people are trying to do their own work. They are trying to make it seem like as if they, they, are, the, they are the plan. You are not the plan, no. Jesus is the plan. We're all these messengers. We do what he tells us to do. And we say what he tells us to say. And thank God that we have the mighty Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Number three, understand the market. We must understand Cardinal State. How it works. We must understand the mapping. We must understand the culture of the people. We must understand the language of the people. For us to be effective witnesses. You know, a group of people went to a community... And they were preaching that Jesus was the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. And they were wondering why the people were not receiving. But later they understood that culturally, culturally, that they feel that lambs are so weak and so useless. So they found out that what they respect are pigs. So they said Jesus is the pig that took away the sins of the world. They got the whole community saved. No, I'm serious. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Can you imagine just that simple shift? So understand the culture. Understand the people. For me, when my, my, some of my colleagues started leaving the military that they wanted to go into full-time ministry, 
And I really don't understand what that means. Whether there is quarter or three-quarter ministry. I, I almost entered that trap. That's actually why I left flying as a squadron leader major. I wanted to go into full-time ministry and God had to pull my ears. That what am I saying? That I want to preach for you. He says so. He took me through Air Force Primary School, Command Children's School, Nigerian Military School, Nigerian Defense Academy for me to terminate as a major, that do I know the investments he has made in me for me to be in the military? Don't I understand that the military is a closed circle? That if he doesn't have believers in the military, how are others going to come in? For instance, Reverend Moses cannot come and preach in my recruit camp by himself. You will need somebody in to bring him in. And that's why we need to be in every field of endeavor. That's why I call myself a marketplace preacher. That's who I am. That's why I love the internet. I love social media. For those who quarrel with social media, I'm a social media pastor. I'm serious. Gotten thousands saved. Put things on my status. People will call me. Get them saved over the phone. Point them to church. I'm not a church. I'm, I can only advise. Uh, go to a Bible-believing church, praise the Lord, where they speak in tongues. Praise Jesus. But we must understand our market. And the thing about the military is they are very impressionist. So the things they love, all those accolades, I get them. So when I tell you to come to Christ, you will not say it's because I was a CC or because I didn't have work to do. No, I get the accolades. I'm a general. I've been a directing staff, military professor in Jaji. I've been a chief instructor, head of department in Jaji. I've been a deputy commandant of my regiment training center. Now I'm a commandant. I've been a corps commander at a very young age. I've been the number two in a command for 20 months running. I'm still the youngest ever in the history of the Air Force. Praise the Lord. I have all those decorations that they die for. I have general service medal. For my contributions in operations all over Nigeria. Have it. So when I tell you that my backbone, who I am, is Christ. And you know you don't have peace. You have to receive my Jesus. So we must understand the market. Praise the Lord. Number four, you must understand the message. And means plus methods to propagate it. What God has equipped you with. Learn how to use it or them and start using it. The weapons of our warfare, the blessing, praise the Lord, the blood, the sword of the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying hard and long. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the message is simple Jesus died for our sins and rose for our justification. She cannot. Don't complicate it. God is no more angry with anybody. Number five, trust God for your multipliers because it's a teamwork. And that's why next week I'll be talking about teamwork. It's a teamwork. Gone are the days when we made it seem like as if now we because no, we need each other. We need to start networking and synergizing across every level. Synergize the entertainment industry, synergize the financial industry, synergize teachers, synergize everyone. We have to start speaking with one voice. 
And when I started thinking about teamwork, you know, I felt that there was no multi-billionaire among uh, the among the, the uh, a Christian among the first ten richest. And and um, my wife said I should check again. And I found out that Mark Zuckerberg goes to church and Bill Gates goes to church. And I was sad. What are they doing with their money? I went further and Forbes showed me that 55.5% of the world's wealth is in the hands of Christians, which lends credence to what God told Kenneth Hagin, that any money I send you from heaven is counterfeit. And number two, all you need is with you. And that's where I started from, concerning self-centeredness and selfishness must come out of us. How can we have 55.5% of the world's wealth and we have not won the whole world to Christ? when Muslims have only 8.3%. There's even no basis for comparison. Praise the Lord. We have the word, we have the money. A long time ago, God spoke pigeons and he said, wait till remain. <laughs> uh, so I'll take my time on teamwork. You know, I asked a man of God how we could preach the gospel, or, more, or sorry, different men of God. Did I send you that message, Mosi, some many weeks ago? That what did you feel we needed to do to preach the gospel? Okay, I sent you some men of God how we could preach. Okay, I think it was some general of ourselves or so. How we could preach the gospel more effectively to reach more people because no one deserves to go to hell after the price Jesus has paid. And if anyone goes to hell, it is our fault. It is God's will that all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Again, from 1950 to 2018, global debt rate reduced from 20.15% to 7.546%, meaning that actually less people are dying over the years, of course, for improved medical care, technology, exercising, feeding, and all that. But started to increase to 7.678 today. Why? Because of COVID. Just in two years, look at the spike again. Translating to 606,562,000 deaths annually out of a world population of 7.9 billion, meaning that 1,661,814 die every day. That is huge. If we are not saving more than this number every day, we are not depopulating hell. Every day, that means as I'm talking now, like someone said, as I'm talking now, someone has died. Right now, somebody has died. Right now, somebody has died. Right now, somebody has died. Imagine how many people have died from the time we are in church. That's why we, we have to save them. Thank you. So my time is up. So what are the general responses? Give me five minutes, Pastor D. General responses I got were... You see, that's the problem with uh, tech. So I think eight responses I got. Preach and teach only Christ. Can you write it down? Preach and teach only Christ. Number two, take advantage of all mediums, social and electronic, to preach the gospel. Number three, get more resources. And that's why I'm following Reverend Mosi in being a financial juggernaut. You know, one of my desires is that 
Savannah, we have a budget for the year of 200 million. And my one tight will pay the 200 million. I'm serious, it's a, it's a desire I have that my one tight will settle the budget for the year so that we can face bigger things. And it has come to pass in Jesus' name. So, number three, get more resources. Number four, generate energy in prayer. Number five, walk in the demonstration of God's power. Number six, know our environment, which I talked about, and the people, that is the market, their culture and traditions. Number seven, embark on focused discipleship of members. Very focused. And then number eight, get every Christian involved. That is everyone to take responsibility. Can we rise to our feet? Thank him, thank him because you take responsibility for your life. You take responsibility for enforcing God's will. You take responsibility for preaching the gospel. Thank you, Lord. God has done us well. Thank you for everything you've heard. God is on your side. Thank you for listening. You can call us on 091-25-2245-4587. You can also visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Kaduna.